anyone ever given you the advice that you always need to have a credit card balance in order to have good credit? That is actual money advice that's floating out there. Today, we're going to tell you if there's any truth to that. Plus, Sheila Kennedy and Joey Garrity are on the show today teaching us how to best market ourselves. And they open up about their family budgets, how they run their money. And is it a bad thing to tell your kids that money is important? I love money. Saying that in front of the kids, is that bad? Susan Beecham is here with advice for parents. Thank you so much for making time to listen to the Seven Figures podcast. I truly appreciate every single one of you for subscribing. I appreciate you for leaving a rating, writing a review, sharing the podcast with a friend. I think it's so important that we do openly have these money conversations so we can feel comfortable and confident about our finances. All right, before we chat with Joey and Sheila, let's start the show with No Dumb Questions. No Dumb Questions, it is time for No Dumb Questions. It doesn't matter. Don't ever feel embarrassed about not knowing something when it comes to money. And that's why we start the show with No Dumb Questions. Our CFP, Erica Cummings, is here from the Harmony Financial Wellness Group at RBC Wealth Management. And she also has her own podcast, A Strong Woman for Strong Women. How are you, Erica? I'm great. How are you? Good. Okay. So now there's advice floating out there that paying off a credit card in full will actually hurt your credit score. Truth or false? A little bit of both. So when you look at your credit score, there's different types of credit. We call it credit utilization. So it's what type of credit are we talking about? Is it revolving? If it's, is it a mortgage loan, which is more of a fixed credit? When we think about credit cards, what most people confuse when it comes to this type of advice is it's not necessarily the paying off of the credit card, it's the closing of the credit card. So when we look at all the different types of credit out there, let's say you've been extended $100,000 in credit between credit cards, home equity line, whatever it might be. You have then a portion that is considered revolving and a portion that's considered fixed. And if let's say one of those cards has a $10,000 limit. So that's 10% of your total credit utilization, the amount of credit that you're allowed to use. And you close that account. And let's say you have $50,000 in total debt. You now have 50 out of 90,000 as opposed to 50 out of 100,000. So automatically your debt to credit ratio is higher. So even though people think closing that card is a great idea, and actually it's interesting, I've had quite a few clients that are retired now that haven't used a couple of their cards for a while and they're getting notices in the mail saying, we wanna close your American Express card, we wanna close your visa, please use it, or we're going to close it. And they've asked me, should, should we close it? Because it says in the letter, or it may affect my credit. The reason why it's going to affect your credit is because it's counting the allowable credit extension you have on that card. And then it's looking at your total debt in relation to what's allowed. Mm -hmm. So it's that ratio that really matters. For the most part, paying off your card is not a bad thing if you keep using it. So it's more about making sure that you have a history. So where we run into issues is when people don't have any credit history. And that happens obviously in the beginning of our lifetime. 
when we're establishing credit, but it can also happen as we get older. So mortgages are paid off at that point. Maybe we don't have a car loan. Maybe we don't use credit cards at all. At that point, you don't have any data. Uh, okay. There's no data out there. So I'm not saying I am absolutely an advocate for not having any of that type of debt if you can avoid it. Credit card debt to me is, uh, you know, you want to try as, as much as possible to not utilize credit cards. But if you do pay them off, there's no question, pay them off. But you do want to try to keep establishing a history because at some point you may need to purchase something or you may want to apply for a loan. And if they're looking back and saying, okay, well, we don't see, we don't have any history for the past four or five years. And I know it sounds yeah. crazy, but it's possible. If you don't use your cards, you haven't had a mortgage, you don't have a car loan, there's not much to report. Well, so then the, see, this is where the, the slight confusion comes in because I think people, some people have said, or, or they take this advice and they, they interpret it as I have to carry a credit card balance in yeah. order to build up my credit. There's that fine line of confusion where, no, that's not the case. Having a credit card, paying it off is okay. It's yes. just, you're just proving the fact that, hey, you can trust me to give me money. I will pay you back. Yeah. And it's actually okay. a good thing. It's actually a good thing to continue right. to use it. So use it for, uh, you know, especially there's lots and lots of rewards cards out there now. Yeah. You can get some great benefits from it. Uh, and the only way you're getting the benefit is if you don't carry interest where, by not paying it. But the, the don't be confused. I think really anybody that's asked about this, it's it really boils down to closing the card. Okay. So, okay. and I'm not saying that you should never close a card either. We never talk in absolutes here, but typically when you close that card, it could have a marginal effect on your credit score. Okay. Certainly nowhere near what other things like not paying your card or missing payments would have, but yeah, it can, it can affect your score, but we want to really just make sure you have a healthy ongoing credit history. Okay, perfect. Erica, how can we find you and follow you? You can go to our website at harmonyfinancialwellness.com. That is kind of the hub for all of our information. That's where the podcast will be posted as well. And you can email me at erica.cummings at rbc.com and find me on LinkedIn as well. Developing your brand, defining who you are so you can start attracting money. Sheila Kennedy, Joey Garrity, join us next. I hit record a little bit late in the game here, but we were having a conversation before we officially started the interview about Joey's leopard print shirt. Sheila was commenting how big, bold patterns like that are actually really good when it comes to feng shui. Feng shui class. That was a, um, a thing that we uh, learned is that if you wanted to, and that's part of the reason why I attract or use the zebra as my mascot, is if you wore animal print, that was supposed to attract more fun and passion into your life. Really? Mm -hmm. All ready for some more fun. Hello. Hey. 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 Well, this right here is going to be fun. This I know. <laughs> the reason why you wore your animal print. <laughs> Thanks, Sandy. Thanks for I won't tell you where my animal print is, but you know, that's uh, another thing. Now, before uh, the last <laughs> time that we talked, you were talking about little I animal know. print underwear. I know. Well, um, what happened well, with that? 
nothing yet. Okay. I am, All right. um, I, I am feeling called though. I will say that, that, that it's gonna, the call it's is getting happen. stronger to, okay. um, make those things that part of the, the platform happen because yeah, I just, I'm, I'm ready like to, to, to dive into that. Like I'm, I'm a little bored to be honest. Oh, not bored, but like, I just, I need a new challenge. Like there's something else that I'm supposed to be doing too. And that's and, the, that's the perfect way to spice yeah. it up with some lingerie. I, like, why not? <laughs> I love this. This conversation is going to be great. Okay. Oh yeah. Please you put know, that on there. I am going to include that by the way. So this is perfect for our discussion about marketing. But before oh. we get there, we'll officially take a second to introduce you. Sheila Kennedy, The Zebra Inc., Joey Garrity, 113 Branding, both authors, speakers, marketers, and then the resume keeps going on and on and on with the both of you. Um, okay, so let's see. Now you have said that too, Sheila, and both you and, and Joey are here too. We'll talk about marketing, the best way to market. Um, how to DIY it. And then we got to get into money, of course, how you guys run your budgets. But let's start there because we were just talking about your lingerie and how you feel like that's a great opportunity to market the Zebra Inc. brand. What, because you said a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, you know, a lot of authors that you guys work with don't know how to do that or aren't doing it well. So what tips would you give? Explain that. About marketing yeah. their brand? Well, yeah. first of all, they have to define their brand, right? And, um, you know, like the whole thing behind the zebra is that it was a very meaningful story. Like it was, I use the zebra print as a visual reminder that I have the power to choose. And so when I see the zebra print, it reminds me, like it really is a reminder and that, that choice is empowering. So I was thinking about, well, yes, of course you can have zebra print anything. Um, but what is really cool is when I wear things like zebra print underwear or panties or bras or whatever, um, there is this, this secret power that I have. I know it's there. Nobody else may, doesn't, they don't know it is there. Um, but there's this secret empowerment there that, that kind of just fuels you during the day and you kind of feel a little bit better. Your shoulders go back a little bit farther, your head gets held higher. And you know what, who doesn't want to show up that way? So if, if zebra is about the empowerment and, and choice, then why not have a lingerie line that will help women and men? I'm not going to, you know, diss the guys. Yeah, um, it's all inclusive. Mm -hmm. Right? Why not have um, products or a product line that will help them be visually reminded that they have that power to do that. Is there something, and I think the both of you would agree, I think, even though guys can just put on, slap on a black t-shirt, have like 12 of them, wear the same thing every day. I mean, we joked about it on the morning show. I tried it. I couldn't, I couldn't go past two days. There's <laughs> something about, is it a woman thing? Is it, are we born this way? Or is it something that like society has taught us that really it makes a difference what you put on, like you said, Sheila. And I don't know if Joey, you have uh, something that you wear that just makes you feel like, okay, today I'm going to own the day because I'm wearing blank. Uh, you know, I have a, for me, my, a big part of my brand is my hair. So, 
you know, I was taught that very, very young in regards to one of my first mentors in Hollywood. And when he went hit the red carpet, he always wore Converse, even with his tuxedos. Uh-huh. And I asked him that one day and I said, I don't know if that's appropriate. He says, absolutely. This is part of my brand. We're just an extension of our own brand. So I, you know, we encourage everyone out there to find any, you, anything that you find that's unique and cool. And right now I'm really into the paparazzi. It's a big part of me sharing my gifts and talents with the world, telling everyone, everyone's born a superstar. Like that's not, not just for a select few. Right. And so I use it as my backdrop. I'm using it, you know, this will be a big part of my online store. And so we encourage everyone, anything that you dig, but just get ready because when people find out you dig it, you're going to get a lot of it. Right. That is so true. Every time I see a zebra, it takes all of me not something, it takes all of me not to buy it for Sheila. Right. But here's the beginning part is that that means she's top of mind for me. Right. Right. And so when people see paparazzis, or I used to be really into Paris, you know, anything Eiffel Tower, they were thinking about me. And so branding and marketing is goes really that deep. You could take it, you can run with this, yeah. run and run and run and run as far as you want. And you know, that's, that's a great point because I, you know, I've worked in radio for 20 plus years and now I'm starting to help up and coming podcasters define who they are for their shows. Right. And I often say, be the exaggerated version of you. So find who it is or what you love. Right. And then just put that on steroids. So, yeah. right. So it's like, own it. And then you're right, Joey, be ready. Cause everyone's going to think of when they see that, whatever that may be, they're going to think of you. Yeah. And buy it for you. And buy it for you. <laughs> I've, had strangers, nice. I've had, I've had oh, people yeah. never, I've never met. I didn't know who they were literally send me gifts in the mail because they were like, I know you're really into wonder woman. I know you're really into Paris, you know, yeah. I know you're really into spotlights. Right. And it's just like, it's, it's a way of a marketplace it's a way of us allowing the marketplace to love on us, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get to love back on them. It's really an equal exchange of energies. And so we encourage everyone out there and then, and then let us know what you pick. Like, like share it with us because then we'll share it out there. And it's just, it's, it's what, what people refer to lightning in a bottle, right? Yeah, just takes yeah. that one little spark and so much can happen for you. Now you both have worked for someone, Joey, you were in Hollywood, Sheila, you had, you know, a, a bunch of, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of people. You're... For the man, yes. <laughs> and now you both work for yourselves. Give me the pros and cons of both. Cause I think a lot of people are in influx right now, especially because of this pandemic, they're finding their way or a lot of, especially a lot of the younger generation are they, they're, they're talking about that entrepreneurial spirit. So mm-hmm. can you give us the pros and cons of both? Sure. Um, working for the, 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 the man, office, the core, yeah, like <laughs> that, um, you know, it, it really defines what really you need to do is define what's important to you, freedom or security, right? Mm-hmm. And even though um, working for an organization or a corporate, you know, entity doesn't necessarily provide as much security as it used to, that is, you know, some people can't imagine not getting a paycheck. And they can't imagine living from gig to gig, right? So the gig economy has has 
it's really scary for a lot of people. Um, but there's a lot of people that succeed as entrepreneurs are really good at that risk taking. They're really good at, at because they want the freedom to define what they do and how they do it. Um, and that's more important to them than the security of a paycheck. They'll figure out the security piece. Um, See, that makes me, I was like, it makes me like lose my breath. I'm almost like, oh my God, if I don't work, there's no money coming in. I think right. that would, I think I'm the type of person that would get stressed out. Yeah. Well, and it, it's not to say that it isn't stressful, but I think that that stress is used as fuel for some people. Mm. Um, if you're not going to eat, then you're going to work really hard. <laughs> you're going to make sure that you. <laughs> or the family's going on a diet. <laughs> right? Like, you know, and, and, and just because you, you put out the shingle for entrepreneurship doesn't mean that you're going to eat um, every month. You know, I mean, mm. there are certain elements, but it's things like having a brand that stands out that's that you have phrases and 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 ideas that are repeatable um those are the kinds of things that help you build that brand so that you not only get the freedom but you also get the security how about you joey moving from and at a you know joey's corporate job was working on the red carpet in hollywood i mean that was and and you said it before on the podcast it was it was wild, the, the VIP treatment you would always get. But what made you walk away and say, no, I'm going to go do my own thing? You know, I think that there is such a place for to have a job, you know, in your, in, in your journey. Because jobs give us all these tools and techniques and strategies that, that you, know, you know, that sometimes you just need to learn before mm. you go into entrepreneurship, mm. right? My toolbox just got really, really full. And I was at a place, particularly when um, I was part of the first startup for the Walt Disney Company, where I saw, I saw a light for myself that excited me. Mm. And that gave me the leap of faith, you know? And I knew I was gonna be able to take all those years of experience and take them with me. But a big part of it too was, is that it really was a big part of my life purpose. Like a big part of my life purpose is to bring all those years and bring them to the masses. Like take it out of the bubble, these little bubbles that, you know, corporate world is about, because studios are just corporations. That's all they are really. Um, and then bring it to the masses. And so when I, when I finally said yes to that journey, that heroine's journey, it was still mind boggling because being an entrepreneur couldn't be more different than having a job. Like I had to start, like you have to learn. Yes, I had all these tools and techniques and strategies and, that I've been building for years, right? But I had to learn from scratch of how this new world, because it really is a new world and how yeah. that rock and rolls. But that's exciting. What was the biggest, fun. what was the biggest like, oh God, I wish somebody told me this earlier or, uh, you know, <laughs> one little I don't know if you want to call it a warning, but just like, hey, watch out. If you're going to jump into this world, watch out for this. Gosh, I would, I would say, you know, in my background, networking is very different. Like mm -hmm. network is just part of the job, like breakfast, lunch, and dinners, right? Like that's what you do as, as a living, right? But I was kind of thrown into this world of like a whole different type of networking and keynoters and like we don't have keynoters in hollywood like that that like your president of the studio would come talk to you sometimes but that wasn't like that wasn't part of our world 
you know? And so, so that was definitely a whole new, new experience for me. And it took me a minute to understand this type of networking. Ah, uh, okay. You know, because it's more of a business card type of networking. We're down there. It's kind of like, what can you do for me? Ah, okay. it was, a di- it just, it was very different on both sides for me. Um, not that one's better or, or, or worse. It's, it's different. Just, it's just different. Very different. How about you, Sheila? What was the one hmm. thing? Um, I don't know, because I think, I think that, that how my entrepreneurship shows up is that, you know, I started out my career in, you know, 25 years ago as a trainer as, you know, and, and, you know, being certified as a master trainer in the army that I've learned principles there about marketing (laughs) and about how to have people buy into what you're doing, um, very early on. And that has always come with me. And so that I usually spend most of my time as an entrepreneur teaching, um, educating, helping inform and uh, giving people the tools that they need to be more successful. So I would think that I didn't, I didn't expect, um, I think that there's a big difference between the training or the education, the the sharing and the selling. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that is a huge difference. And when I focus more on the sharing and the, you know, the DIY aspect and the, the empowerment pieces, um, that yields me better return than the selling pieces. So, um, you know, I think that that's kind of what I didn't expect when I started. So how would you, could you guys both, I mean, you had to convince people who were in the military, Hey, listen, listen to me, I'm going to help you. And Joey, you had to, you know, convince Hollywood people, Hey, listen to me. I know what you should be doing. That is selling in my eyes. You have to, you have to pitch something or, Hey, convince them to trust you. Okay. Let's say that because selling is not, nobody likes that word selling. You have to convince somebody that you can provide worth. What is your tips for that? Well, I think that um, one of the things to remember, and I, I know we've talked about this before, Sandy, is that marketing is the, the invitation to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. And when we look at it, connections, and we look at relationships, that's so different than selling. Selling is a one-way conversation. Marketing is a two-way conversation. You're asking, you're giving value, you're providing some information, and you are encouraging them to respond back in some way. Um, That's different than selling. And so I think that if we keep that in mind, that that will, that that makes it less intimidating Mm. (laughs) for a lot of people. Well, because it's hard for, especially, and I don't know if it's a woman thing. I, I, I don't want to be stereotypical. Maybe it's just a me thing. I struggle with asking for money or you know what I mean it makes me feel awkward it's like awkward icky conversations but, you, but you know even when we were working for the jobs we the, the the sale component was being of service we were being service to to the corporation mm. right yeah, so yeah. the corporation was coming to us and saying will you make us better will you build us up in a bigger way will you bring us more talent right so when it crosses over into doing for thyself, doing for your community, you're just being of service, right? And I feel like when, when entrepreneurs can cross that bridge and get past the, 
I'm doing this to pay my bills, mm. right? Because I know a lot of people in JOBs that didn't come home and say, I did that so I'd pay my PG&E bill. They did it so that their bosses or the brand ah, would, okay. would appreciate yeah. them, would give them raises, would give them recognition. Because that's probably a big part of our love languages, right? Yeah. So when you can cross this bridge, when it's for yourself and every morning, and I know this for Sheila as well, we've talked a lot about this, is when we wake up, we're like, how can we be of service today? Mm. Right? How can we be of service to you know, community, to the global masses, to sharing our gifts and talents with other people, because we, all three of us have been so fortunate. We've been so fortunate. It's incredible what's happened for our careers. And we want that fortune to cross over. We want other people, you don't know what you don't know. All I remember my mentors who, you know, were very established just like taking me underneath their wing and just saying, you don't know what you don't know, sister, but working with us, you will. Yeah. Right. And then I just remember my whole world just like exploding and expanding so fast because I was just like, oh, that's how you do it. And they're like, yeah, that's how you do it. We've just been doing it longer than you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all all sales is. It's all sales is, is it's just being of service and sharing all these gifts and talents and expertise with others. Well, okay. So now that's a perfect transition, a smooth transition. When you say (laughs) that, you know, you don't know what you don't know in the world of finances, there is not that many people who is just going to take you under their wing and be like, let me teach you what you don't know. Let me tell you what questions you should be asking. And, you know, God honest truth, if it wasn't for my dad who has, coached me throughout my entire life about money. I don't know if I would even be doing this podcast. I really don't know where I would be because it's not the most exciting or interesting thing to, you know, research, learn about, you know, especially when you have so many things on your to-do list, learning about money and IRAs probably drops to the bottom. So Let's open up a little bit, all three of us, and let's just, I think it's so important to openly talk about, hey, how do we manage our money? What is the one aha moment in our lives so we can help guide people? Is that all right? Are we cool with that? <laughs> I, I love the Benjamin. I don't, I don't know. I, I think Benjamin- Joey, I love the money. All right. I have no problem saying that. You should too. (laughs) I'm going to share one one tip that happened for me a long time ago, and it was such a game changer. I didn't have a relationship. Early in my career, I didn't have a relationship with money. I didn't need to, right? I was making money, right? To the point where I was putting my paychecks into my side drawer and I wasn't cashing them until I got a big, you know, and then I'd go in and then I I had to go to the bank, you know? (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, but that, that's, that was my relationship with cash and money. I, I didn't, I was so into being of service. I was so into what I was doing that that wasn't, didn't, didn't juice me up. And then I remember one time a mentor of mine, he said to me, he said, do you know what presidents are on, on the bills? And I didn't. I didn't, because I, I didn't have a relationship with it. And he's like, you don't know that Benjamin, 
you don't know the Benjamins? And I was like, and all of a sudden it started clicking for me. And I was like, he's just like, he's like, there's, they need, they need to be respected. Mm. Right. And that sisters was a tipping point for me where all of a sudden I was like, that's, that's, that's respecting our past. That's respecting legacy. That's respecting our earning power. That's respecting the, the exchange of energies. Someone's paying me. I should respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Game Such an interesting Game. angle. Interesting angle. Uh-huh. How did you though? Okay. So you lived a while where it was just you, you didn't have to share your money or hard work with anybody. And now you decide to get married a few years ago. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> how, how long has it been now? Cause we talked, when was it? It was, but we, we just, we're, we're one year in February. One year. Okay. So when did we do the, I think it was around the same time, right? You were on the podcast last. Okay. So now merging the family budget, have you done that? Is that, has that been a struggle or are you still, yeah. you know, here, here, here's something that I, that I love about being older, right. That we're both in our fifties. So we got married, married in our fifties, right. Is that we sat down and we, 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 we know each other's strengths and weaknesses and we're not ashamed of them. We're not, that comes with age, right? Sheila? Mm-hmm. I, we're not ashamed of this. Right. I know that I have a better relationship with this and structurally, systematically, I love systems. Like Sheila and I love ourselves a system, right? (laughs) And like, I love systems. So I'm like, let, I'm going to be the chief of that, right? And he was just like, I love that you said that. I want you to be, but he's the chief of follow through in other ways. And he's okay. helped me like, cause I used to like, still, even though I respect it, I used to like, I'm like, ah, I don't want to pay pg e today. He's like, no, it's due today. That's when you pay it. That's, that's respecting it, you know? Ah, so, oh, okay. So, so you hold each other accountable on yeah, okay, we, so we hold each other. Yeah. What is now is so easy for you. And you're right. Probably a lot of that is with age and wisdom, right? But what if somebody is listening right now? Cause this is the biggest struggle in a lot of relationships is money. How, what advice would you give somebody who's struggling to get that other person on the same page financially? Authenticity is sometimes painful. It is to sit down and share each other. I mean, when we started dating, we knew each other's um, credit scores. Like that was something, I, I mean, that was almost like date one. That sounds you hot. <laughs> and it, <laughs> Sheila and I are turned on right now by that, but okay. Yeah. I don't know if everyone else is, but okay. And you know what? You know what? And it was like, it's like, take the shame out of money. Yes. Take the shame, like move all the disappointment and shame and all that crazy from the past to the side, come together and just be like, man, we're on the same team. So as team members, we got to know each other's stuff. That's just the way it rock and rolls. And if there needs to be some forgiveness in that circle, make that forgiveness start early and start working your way out on it, but know your strengths and weaknesses. My mom was always better at certain things than my dad was, end of story. And they still are, and they're in their 80s. And I see it still in their 80s. I do. You're not, you're going to only, you can change and expand, but you're not going to be a different person. Yeah. You know, so know thyself. 
<laughs> and now <laughs> Sheila, you, uh, your strength is like uh, Joey said, very systematic. You are by the budget, my friend, right? <laughs> she is. like, I am by the budget. <laughs> I'm like you. I think that's why we get along so well, all three of us. <laughs> um, well, that may be true. Like, and there's, 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 I mean, there's days when I ignore the budget and I'm like, okay, I, I, I don't, I, you know, oh, like you I rebel. don't. That's when she's um, wearing her zebra print panties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? Um, you know, and money, I have a very different relationship with my money was always a, a, um, was always a tool for pain. I got to be honest with you. So, oh. so I have a lot of trauma around money. So, and that has followed me into adulthood. And that is not something, um, you know, a lot of the things that have happened that have hurt me significantly in life have revolved around money. So mm. I, yes, I had tend to shy away from um, a lot of things around money just because I'm like, okay, I don't want to deal with that piece. Um, yeah. as I, you know, heal and, and get older and don't really care as much and, and, you know, can make better and different decisions. Um, that is really important. When I was a kid, um, I saw my mom, you know, my dad died when I was 10 years old. So the dynamic was my mom, all of a sudden, um, had a life insurance policy and had, you know, didn't have to work and, and made investments and, and, you know, all of those kinds of things. So I saw a woman who was single do very important things um, and care for her family and, um, you know, made investments and all of those kinds of things. So she taught me a lot, um, which I then, after I got married, um, before I got divorced, I was the only one that took care of the money, you know, so I was always working, but it was never my money. I was also a stay-at-home mom for, the, for a lot of it. Um, and so, but I, you know, made sure that we had investments and we had life insurance and we had all of those things, um, because that was important. And when I got divorced, that was something that I, you know, really made sure, like I stayed for as long as I did, because I didn't know where I was going to get insurance. I didn't know how I was going to, you know, what investments yeah. do I have? What kind of money do I you know, and so the financial piece was actually a reason why I stayed for as long as I did, because I hadn't worked that out yet. So, um, but I also knew that I could. And um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's always a learning curve. It's always something that I still, you know, um, enjoy learning and diving in and, and healing and all of those good things. So. so, okay. So there's a lot of people who, when you said that, Sheila, you know, money was always associated with some pain or discomfort. There's a lot of people that are nodding and like, yes, yep. Mm -hmm. I'm right there. Yeah. You said age again, it goes back to the wisdom, right? Let's right. fast track it for some people who are younger than us or haven't had the experience we have. What is it that they could do or what's a mind shift change that they can make right now? Mindset shift, a mindset shift change. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> <That's you>. <laughs> <laughs> what can they do to kick themselves out of that, you know, discomfort or pain? Oh, um, well, I think that they need to look at where they want to go, mm. right? And, and how do they want to show up in the world? So is this as somebody who's always a victim to something that, you know, was beyond their control at one point? And how long are they going to let that define them? And when, because we have the power, I mean, that's what the zebra is all about, right? We have the power to choose differently. We have the ability to look at the patterns that we've gotten ourselves into and say, no, not today. 
I'm going to do something different today. I'm going to create a budget. I am going to get more clients. I am going to get a job, a second job, whatever it is. Um, I'm going to learn how to invest or play the stock market or whatever it is. Um, they have the ability to do that. So I guess um, my uh, advice would be to look at where you've been look where you want to go and see what decisions or what patterns you don't want to keep repeating. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. You guys have been so fun. All right. Now let's talk about how we can follow you guys, support the both of you and anything. I mean, now it's like open floor, whatever you want to say and get out there. <laughs> Joey, Joey, we'll start with you. All right. <laughs> well, Sheila and I are very, very passionate about helping others to get really visible. And because with visibility comes influence and influence comes money, right? Sustainability. And so we came together and we collaborate. We're also huge about collaborations. And we came together and we collaborated and we put together a membership around Be Your Own Publicity Superstar. And we've taken our 35 plus years and put it all together, created a system. And we're teaching people step-by-step step of how to get media interviews, how mm -hmm. to get your press releases out there, how to grow your spotlight so that people can see your product services, your film, whatever is turning you on and you want people out there to rock and roll around. We want people to get eyeballs on it because we also have seen people work and work and work and work and work and on something and then just keep in the shadows and, uh, we're, yeah. and then disappointment starts setting in and then their partners are like well that didn't make any money and then that starts causing issues you know <laughs> in the relationship right but okay. we know that there's another way because we're both doing the other way and we've been doing this for a while right and so this is this is our give back to the world because we're going to be coaching people inside the membership. It's not one of those memberships and, and, you know, nothing against those, but the ones where, you know, there's just a bunch of videos of someone and then you pay and then you have to watch like a hundred videos by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not that. Um, <laughs> we don't believe in that. Um, this is like hands-on coaching where members are asking us questions. They're showing us their marketing campaign, their strategies. We're working along with them okay. aside with them on that. What's the best way to find out more and sign up and, and learn more? That would be to go to 113branding.com and go to the 113 publicity page, um, which would have all of the information. And, and Joey and I have teamed up to become the dynamic duo um, of 113 um, publicity. And because we've seen people spend thousands of dollars on publicity teams and not get results and yeah. not feel strong enough and confident enough to, to maintain um, what got started with their publicity teams. And, and yeah. we just don't want that. That breaks our hearts. And um, so this is an accessible way to become your own superstar, mm -hmm. to really become that publicity superstar. So um, that would be where to go visit. Okay, perfect. Sheila Kennedy, The Zebra Inc., Joey Garrity, 113. Is it 113 or 113? It's 113. One, one. Sheila. I know. It's all good. It's all good. It's still Really, one. Sheila? You're a partner over here. <laughs> I just get so excited. 
It sounds like a bigger number. <laughs> I'm all about the money, right? Like we're, we're just freaking okay. worried. This is the only time that's allowed. Okay. 1,000. No. <laughs> one, one, Maybe we should branding. put like an M afterwards, you know, like M branding. One, 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 three million branding. I don't yes. know. So, okay. Yes. We're just, we're just projecting beautiful thoughts. Or yes. this branch of Joey's company that it's certainly come to be. <laughs> Thank you. And, okay. I, and, I, and I embrace that and I appreciate that from you both. There you go. There's some love for you for that love bucket. <laughs> oh my gosh. I adore all of you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us, Sandy. This is so fun. It always is so much fun to spend time with you. I know. And I love that you're doing a podcast about money. I love yes. that you're spreading the word and I think it's so generous and it's such an important topic. It is. It is. And it has evolved a lot since the first time. I mean, I think this is my fifth or sixth time on the show. You're like and you're like a co-host pretty much at this point. You've been on so many episodes. <laughs> and and it is just, I mean, to see the evolution of it is just so much fun. And you know, the new segment pieces that you have. I mean, it's just awesome, Sandy. You know, so really appreciate what you're putting together. Oh my God, I adore you even more now. <laughs> my favorite, yes, you can come on again. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you Sandy. Bye, Sandy. Appreciate it. How important is money? Grab a chair. We take a seat at the kids' table next. the kids table we take a seat at the kids table every week with founder of money savvy generation susan beecham thank you for doing this with us i love it i love hearing myself talk sandy <laughs> well, <laughs> to whoever will listen susan will talk right yes that's exactly right yes well it is important i think that most of us want to be good role models for our children sometimes we have drop the ball ourselves about, you know, when it comes to money, but we want to teach our kids. So that's where you step in and you guide us. Um, today, we asked the kids, how important should money be? Here's what the kids said. Um, I think that family should come before money. I think that it should be very important because you need money to live and survive. But then if you just have money, and you don't have like a family, then you aren't really like that happy. So I feel like you need money and family. So money might be second. I think money should be like first. So then you pay off all the bills and then you can have children. So then all the bills are paid off. You don't have to worry about it. And then you can just set aside the money for now. But when the time comes. To say you have like, I love money. Does that sound greedy or is that okay? I think that sounds greedy because like, I have money. Like, I don't think that sounds. You don't want to be showy with your money, you're saying? No, I want to be like positive with my money. Mm -hmm. I would say that saying I have a lot of money isn't really that greedy because you're kind of just saying that you're successful. And I don't think you, that's a bad thing because you want to be recognized for your success, you don't want to just go unrecognized. All right, Susan, prioritize money. Where is it? So money is a tool, okay? A good way to demystify and uh, make money less of an 
evil is to understand that money is a tool. It's like a hammer or a screwdriver. Um, when you need a hammer, right? The only thing that's gonna work is a hammer. So when you need money, sometimes that's the only thing that's going to work. So if you, if you teach your children that money is a tool and that it's a useful means of exchange, um, people exchange time and talent mm. for money, then that takes kind of the sting out of um, feeling like you're making money too important in your life. Yeah. But as a parent, I want to take a moment and talk to parents. As a parent, if you're working to the point where money accumulation is the most important thing, if you're um, continually buying up and bigger and not able to support, so living beyond your means, understand mm -hmm. that that is a message to your child and that is what your child will try to do. So if you are chagrined and disappointed that you have a 20 year old or a millennial who doesn't seem to know how to do self-care and take care of themselves or who is always spending to get the bigger house, the better car, but not really having enough money to do it, just take a look in the mirror because that message may have come through from you. Mm -hmm. So when you ask me how important money should be, the family conversation at the dinner table can be, what do you think is enough? When do you have enough money? That will reveal to you whether or not they're feeling insecure about the money situation at home. There are a lot of people right now who are insecure about a roof over their head and food in their refrigerators, um, the ability to pay for healthcare. So that'll reveal some of the insecurities. And then you as a parent, that's your job to step in and talk about how you're going to handle those and how they might be able to help you, which is very empowering for kids. Uh, so how important should money be? Money should be as important as it is to create a life where you feel it's enough. Yeah. Where you feel you can do other things other than just work for money. What do they say? The, the root of all evil is money, but that's always a misquote. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. And but, but to say I, I love money, is that greedy? You could love that hammer if that's your only tool to build the house. So you just got to put it in the right perspective for the kids. Yeah. You know, um, greed means not sharing mm. to me. So I don't think when you say, I love money, you mean I love currency and coin. <laughs> you think um, I love financial security. I love the heat on in my house. I love the fact that we can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner um, and snacks. I love vacations. Um, I love fill in the blank. Yeah. But, it, but it is true that some people get so tied up with, the love of money. Yeah. And if you have a, a mansion and a BMW in the driveway or a Jaguar, I don't know, what's the cool car now? Um, in the I've never been a car person. I'm sorry, GM. And, um, but if you have uh, a mansion and, and a Jaguar in the driveway, understand that may not be paid for. There may be a huge mortgage on that house and there may be a huge payment due on those two cars. So 
if love of money takes you outside your bounds and continually keeps you living above your means, mm. that's a problem. And that's when money becomes not greedy, but that's when money becomes um, devouring and no longer yeah. empowering. I love that. All right, Susan, how can we find you, follow you and support you? You may go ahead and go to my blog at susanbeecham.com where I give my point of view uh, as well. If you're truly inspired, you can go back to our website, moneysavvy.com. And you can take a look at some of the tools that we've created that can help you take this discussion with your kids about money to the next step. helped you feel more comfortable about your money. If there is ever a question you have you want us to uh, answer in no dumb questions, just let me know if there's a guest you want me to get on the show or if you have trouble talking about money with the kids, reach out to us anytime. Don't forget to click subscribe and leave us a rating and a review if you have a, if you have a second. We raise our glass now and say cheers to being financially confident women. Have a great weekend.